0: Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIW-FM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Bolstered lifeguard staff and more drones buzzing above Long Island state beaches are part of a stepped-up state effort to find sharks lurking offshore. Governor Kathy Hochul said yesterday, Vera Chenise and John Valenti report on Newsday.com that the governor's announcement of heightened surveillance is the latest attempt to stem shark attacks and prevent additional swimmers from being bitten. In the past three weeks, there have been at least four confirmed shark bites off Long Island South Shore beaches and possibly a fifth in multiple sightings reported by lifeguards, police, and beachgoers. Two of the shark attacks occurred in waters off Smith Point County Park in Shirley and two more off Fire Island. None of the attacks were life-threatening. There were three shark sightings Saturday at Jones Beach and another Sunday at Lido Beach, according to officials. State parks will increase lifeguard staffing at Ocean Beaches by 25 percent, which the governor's office said translates to two to four lifeguards present at each field. They will utilize overtime to account for the increase, according to Hochul's office. Long Island state parks are fully staffed with about 500 lifeguards thanks in part to 21% pay raises for downstate lifeguards approved by the state in June, park officials said. Those staffers are prepared to put in the extra hours, according to Ryan Clark, president of the New York State Lifeguards Corps, the Lifeguard Union. Drone surveillance for sharks will expand to 11 miles from four. Jones Beach will get an additional two drones for a total of three. Robert Moses State Park will receive a second drone, and Hither Hills State Park will get its first. Quote, we are taking action to expand patrols for sharks and protect beachgoers from potentially dangerous situations. I encourage all New Yorkers to listen to local authorities and take precautions to help ensure safe and responsible beach trips this summer. That's Governor Kathy Hochul from yesterday's press conference here in uh, Suffolk County. Whether it's land, sea, or air, we are going to have uh, going to be having more robust patrols on the shorelines. She said Long Island State Parks now have 13 licensed drone operators on staff and counting up from one at this time last year. That's George Gorman, Long Island Regional Director for the State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. We can cover Jones Beach from end to end with the drones we have now and out at Robert Moses and Montauk. Gorman said additional upgrades to shoreline surveillance will include deployments of park uh, police patrol boats to conduct surveillance searches and dispatching state police helicopter patrols over South Shore ocean waters. In addition to ordering more shark patrols covering New York state beaches on Long Island South Shore following some of these early summer attacks, Governor Kathy Hochul has also directed the State Department of Environmental Conservation to issue A series of safety tips aimed at minimizing shark interactions. These include avoiding areas with seals and keeping away from schools of bait fish. The agency recommends that bathers also avoid where people are fishing and murky waters. Other tips, I mentioned this the other morning, avoid swimming at dusk, dawn, I didn't mention, nighttime, which I did not know. Don't swim at night seems uh, pretty self-explanatory. Be sure to stay close to shore and swim, paddle, kayak, kayak, and surf in groups. Serious shark attacks are rare. Uh, the lifetime threat of a fatal shark attack is one in 3.7 million. Uh, I think you have uh, more of a chance dying walking down a street and certainly driving in a car. And that's according to the International Shark Attack File, a database housed at the Florida Museum of Natural History at the University of Florida. And some news from the end. Joseph Grippo, the Montauk man whose murder trial was to begin yesterday, was allowed to plead guilty to manslaughter in the first degree. He'll be sentenced in September to a fixed term of 20 years in state prison. T.E. McMorrow reports on 27East.com that Grippo, who has been incarcerated in the Suffolk County Jail since his arrest, admitted in court on Monday to planning the murder uh, bludgeoning to death Robert Casado, also of Montauk in Kirk Park, the morning of June 6, 2019. Do you folks remember this story? After hiding in the bushes in the early morning hours, he ambushed Casado on a secluded path used by locals as a shortcut between the Shepherd's Neck neighborhood and downtown Montauk. It was a path Casado used daily as he walked to work. Grippo told the court he planned to murder in detail. He planned the murder, excuse me. He planned it in detail, purchasing a small pickaxe at Riverhead Building Supply to use against Casado, who had moved in with an ex girlfriend of his. After the murder, covered in blood, Grippo had a friend drive him home where he cleaned up and went out to work at a landscaping company in downtown Montauk. Grippo said he disposed of the pickaxe during the day at the recycling center in Montauk. Yesterday was supposed to be about scheduling. With jury selection starting today, over 70 jurors were standing by at the Riverhead Courthouse. Then Monday afternoon, the plea deal was struck. Grippo was facing a charge of murder in the first degree and 25 years to life in prison. If convicted, the deal he took was a deal District Attorney Ray Tierney's office had offered him earlier this year, though with a slightly shorter sentence of 18 years. Grippo rejected it, then uh, the DA then Withdrew it yesterday, Grippo agreed to the new offer, meaning he'll only be serving 20 years in state prison. Reading the weather in Jamesport in honor of our first guest, my sister, Danielle Deluzio-Velez, looking like a partly sunny Tuesday, gradually becoming sunny with a high near 88 degrees. West wind 11 to 14 miles per hour tonight, mostly clear with a low around 71 Southwest wind, 5 to 8 miles per hour. Right now, it's 78 degrees. And it's the Danny edition of The Heart this morning. Music from all decades and genres fitting into the Danielle or Daniel theme. Dan Weldon joins us live in the studio at the bottom of the next hour, starting the tunes with one Danielle Apicella, Milk and Honey, on WLIWFM's The Heart of the East End.
1: the
2: wind, now I just sit here in the silence, taking it all in, no more questions, just your guidance, Taste like milk and honey, when I'm walking with you, in the clouds of fire,
0: Ten minutes away from our first guest, the Hot Studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. How about a little cover action This says Danielle Moraglias. You're going to make me lonesome when you go.
1: Where'd you go? Dragon clouds so high, but I've only known careless love you always hear me from below But this time round it's more correct Right on top, it's so direct Y'all gonna make me know Somewhere you go Purple clover, queen and lace Crimson hair all down your face You can make me cry if you don't know can't remember what I was thinking of. You might be spoiling me with too much love. You're gonna make me lonesome when you go. Flowers on the hillside blooming crazy. Crickets talking back and forth. Situations and it's sad Relationships have all been bad Mine have been like Verlaine and Rambo But there's no way I could compare All those scenes to this affair Y'all gonna make me lonesome When you go
0: We're going to stick with the blues for one more track. This is an original. You only need me when you're down. This is Danielle Nicole on WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm absolutely loving the playlist this morning. It was a challenge uh, putting the Danielle Dan theme together. Uh, I went through hundreds of songs, and uh, it's really shaping up quite nicely. I haven't heard any of these artists before. Danielle Apicella, Danielle Moroglia, That was Danielle Nicole. And this is Danielle Bradbury at Sway on Long Island's only local NPR radio station from the 2017 record I don't believe we've met. Danielle Deluzio-Velez joining us.
2: We're all in, the same Life can really suck
0: in just a few moments.
2: Something that makes you want to sway to the left and sway.
0: Danielle Bradbury leading us into the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, uh, just after midnight, if you're listening to the replay. It is Tuesday, which means that uh, Peconic Landing's Hot Studio segment is up. And uh, Danielle Bradbury mentioned that song, Calling a Few Friends. This is probably the first friend that I ever made in my life, uh, a guest on our show this morning. Danielle Deluzio, my sister on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Good morning, Danielle.
3: Good morning.
0: morning, Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so first of all, the question has to be asked, has your luggage arrived home uh, from its tour of Europe quite yet?
3: (laughs) No. No, my my bag is still on holiday. It's going to start sending me postcards soon.
0: So that's crazy. And this is something I remember uh, talking to grandma and she said, you know, I saw it on the news. There's a lot of bags that are missing. So it's 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 a little ironic only because mom got her luggage. Your daughter, Madison, got hers. So we don't know how it got separated. Um, but but what a thing to happen to you. You know, It we, we... saw the opportunity and. <laughs> It's so funny because you're one of the most wonderful people that I know, one of the most wonderful human beings. And yet you you get the short end of the stick so often, and it's really not cool. But what I love about you is you really persevere in the face of adversity. You always choose happiness. And I am just so grateful uh, that I was able to grow up with you around you, you you taught me so many cool things and I always Aww. admired you as an artist you are definitely my favorite artist and I can I definitely I can remember me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry but you you know I remember I remember being a kid I remember uh, you teaching me how to how to pose and and stay sit still uh, while you would sketch. And I'm just yeah. so grateful that you're you're working again. You sort of went dormant for for a decade or, or two. And I was always so excited for you to create. so you're doing so. And you're gonna be out here on the East End. I, I saw you and and your partner Aaron in art uh, in Amityville just a few weeks back. And now you're coming back out, but you'll be even closer uh, to home for us. You're going to be at the Jamesport Farm Brewery this Saturday and Sunday. It looks like 21 and up on Saturday, but family day on Sunday for a market that I didn't even know existed, the Colored Colors Market. Tell us everything uh, about your work and about coming out.
3: Yeah, so um, we, um, I did take a break for a while, you know, um, I've always As you know, I've always been inspired by art, probably from our grandfather, who was an exceptional artist. Um, And um, I went to art school, and I went to Parsons, and then after graduating, I went into teaching, so I took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, And uh, the last few years, I've gone through this transition, and um, my art partner and I sort of, like, inspire each other to make great art, and so the name of art business, um, actually Ying Yang, because we're sort of like a Yin and Yang, um, 11 Art, and um, we're, we're working right now under the handle sold.art, um, because he creates a lot of um, sneaker-inspired art. He works with a nonprofit that does um, sneaker design and fashion for um, kids in, in the city. Um, so he does a lot of sneaker type of art. I do a lot of more of the fine art. Um, a lot of skeletons, a more ethereal kind of um, vibe to it. And um, so when you put the two together, you have soul, like a solo shoe.
0: Got dot it. Soul
3: dot art.
0: Got it. Yeah.
3: So um, we've been doing a bunch of these shows and trying to just get our art out there. Um, uh, we've worked with this group, Colored Colors, for a few different events. Um, and we like the vibe and um, it's just to get out there and meet new artists and um, this is what these type of events are. They're just a nice gathering so you can see art and meet other artists and um, and sort of network in a way.
0: I love the aesthetic. Um, I was also a big fan of Aaron's uh, biggie uh, clothes because he definitely have some clothes. He has like a, a biggie hoodie that I'm going to save up and get. I got... I got something from, I think, from your bone graph series. If you could talk a little bit about that series, because I love it. It's 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 uh, graffiti right on 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 skeletal uh, sketches.
3: Yeah. So, um, I do a lot of I do a lot of like bones, skeletons, sort of. Um, I'm into that aesthetic, and yeah. um, he does a lot of like graffiti type of things. So we did bones and graph, which is like. Bones and Graffiti, where I would do these skeletal faces or arms or um, there's even a heart. And um, I would use, like, sort of a mixed media where I would take um, different parts of, like, kind of canvas cut off and and glued on, and then he would do, like, the graffiti part over it so that the words are sort of embedded into the piece. Um, It's one of these things where, like, it's, it's so... Uh, you, you really have to see it up close. It, doesn't, it almost doesn't photograph as well as it it is in person um, because it's just so rich with different
0: materials. I absolutely love it, especially because I feel like uh, the look of it is something that I think the kids would really be into. It's it's really like it's really current and it's really awesome. Uh, you know, I wanted to mention this story that you told me because it kind of fits in sort of with uh, the story of, of your bags on holiday uh, you and Aaron were supposed to do a mural, right, in the city somewhere. Can you tell us what yeah. happened there?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we, um, we were supposed to do a, um, a giant mural, a 100-foot mural on 26th Street right next to the High Line. Um, and we went through a whole—we oh, just sketched and sketched and sketched and came up with ideas and then scrapped those ideas and came up with new ideas and— went through this whole process. Um, we, it was an old, an older wall. We actually ended up um, getting a power washer, power washing it, um, putting, like, the primer down, and then painting the thing. And then as soon as we did all of that for the building, they came by and told us, basically, that there was a, a cease and desist because it was a historic building.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then you so- we pretty
3: much ended up painting their wall for free.
0: <laughs> right, because they they waited, right? Yeah. They waited for you to clean the wall yeah. and to paint it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. <sighs> and then as soon as the day started that we started painting the actual mural part of it, they were like, oh, yeah, 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 you're not allowed to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so awful. Time in and all of that.
3: We had permission. Yeah, we had permission from a, a tenant, but we didn't have the historical societies. So I guess that's where the the issue lies.
0: So so now I'm gonna ask uh, when when are you coming out? And uh, you know I know it's Saturday and Sunday because I'm curious if we'll have any time. I, I would love to take you by a gallery right there in Jamesport, the William Riss Gallery, and I think it's uh, Women of Long Island is No High Summer is being exhibited right now. But I'd love to introduce you to Mary and uh, show you that gallery if not other places absolutely. and other things absolutely so what are the, what are your we'll plans be
3: out to the, we'll be out on the sunday we'll be out on the sunday show okay we'll be there for the sunday show oh okay um so maybe after that or or the following day
0: sounds good i'm so excited i can't wait to see you um i'm so grateful oh by the way how was france beautiful beautiful you, um, you, I'm glad we I'm glad we finally made it there. It was your dream this was your dream to see to see the lavender uh blooming blooming in Yeah in France.
3: Yes. It was a it was a gift from, from our mother to my daughter when she graduated high school in twenty twenty and we have been pushing it back and pushing it back. But our mom planned an amazing trip. It was she really she
0: really did a great job. We do. We love our mom. And she is really like an incredible person <laughs> who has not gotten her due until really recently. Uh, I think it was like a slow burn. It took me a while uh, to really appreciate the, <laughs> the mother that we have. Um, and, and, and also, Maddie, wherever you are, uh, we hope that this makes up for uh, graduating high school in 2020. I still feel uh, so so deeply for the class of 2020 all the kids who uh ha- are in school that have gone through the pandemic i, I couldn't even imagine i mean you were a teacher through it through the whole virtual thing oh yeah uh thoughts uh, from from the teaching end of things
3: oh it was it was rough i mean to be honest even it's our kids have still not recovered i mean my students, I, I now teach art, and I teach um, grades uh, K through six in the Bronx. And um, my students, even the students coming in in first grade, had never been in school before. So, you know, they were throwing tantrums and doing, you know, very not age-appropriate behaviors. Um, so it's going to take it's going to take this, these kids a long time to sort of recover from all of the, right. the isolation and
0: and all of that. It's crazy. It's a you know. I- It just goes to show there's an ecosystem to everything, and and you remove one little piece and things sort of break down. Uh, It's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the show this morning. and just I'm going to let you go, but I do have a a song to play you out. This one's just Danielle. This is a single, a brand new one, called No Quit, and it is because of your uh, persevering in the face of adversity, attitude, your uh, decision to choose happiness no matter what, and I can't wait to see you at James uh, Jamesport Farm Brewery this Sunday at the Colored Colors uh, East End Farm Market. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Danielle deluzio Velez. This is just Danielle and you, whoever Thanks. you. Oh, you are so welcome. I love you. Thank you. Love you. I'm so proud of you. Oh Thank my you. gosh. I'm 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 so I'm just so grateful. To be related to this person, she taught me everything about being a human being and she used to play the coolest games with us as a babysitter. That was the uh, Hot Studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. This is just Danielle and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station WLIWFM. Oh, yeah, that'll hype you up, right? A track for all of you out there who have no quit in you. It can be a blessing and a curse sometimes. <laughs> all right, we're going to do a nice 70-year jump back in time from 21 to 51. Danielle ate the sandwich, followed by Danielle Dario. Fernando Lamas and David Rose's orchestra in honor of my sister Danielle's bags on holiday, going from I could have sworn to we never talk much, we just sit around. Vampire Weekend featuring Danielle Haim on deck. After that, we belong together. 20 minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour. On Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the one and only WLIWFM. Stay tuned. Original songs from the documentary film, It's Not a Burden. Danielle ate the sandwich, hopping back 70 years. From rich, young, and pretty. We never talk much, we just sit around.
4: Day.
5: We never talk much It was what we do all day We play some records
4: Discuss another, And, and we just, just Sit around. around We never walk much
5: Such crowds in the street below
4: We never walk much
5: And where would we want to go?
4: We never walk
5: much Cause walking fatigues you so
4: we look at pictures
5: i work a puzzle
4: and we just
6: sit, sit around
4: we, we plan a lovely night tomorrow. tomorrow
5: we thought of
4: everything we found a
7: canary that we can't borrow
5: and tomorrow we'll sit
2: around and let it sing Suit each other.
7: We
4: both think the same as one.
5: With one another.
4: Just looking at walls is fun.
5: I must tell mother. her
4: one is right over overdone.
5: Don't know what you do.
4: What is the to-do? We, we just sit sit around.
8: Sit around. around
0: sit around you're listening to the morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life all because of you the listener supporter of wliwfm npr radio Danielle Peck, this is her self-titled record from 2006. Isn't that everything? Danielle Cohn's 2017 single, eight on the summer on deck. Next, I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM.
5: Sky above me and you're too Every girl I know loves the way a diamond shines But when the party's over and the glitter starts to fade It's all about your peace of mind at the end of every day I know Jesus loves me up in the sky Baby, every night. I know Jesus loves me up in the sky above me. I see the morning sun again and feel alive. Isn't that
0: Aside from the Vampire Weekend track that we just played uh, before Danielle Peck's Isn't That Everything, every track I've played thus far, I had never heard before this morning putting together this morning's uh, show, uh, including this next one, Danielle Cohn's Heat on the Summer. We've got Danielle Brooks, Blessings featuring John Batiste on deck after that from the 4EP. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, You are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Oh, That's not true. There is a way to hate on the summer. It's that uh, classic grass is greener argument where you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I would so much rather be cold uh, or too cold when in the summer and then it gets to winter and you think, oh my gosh, I would so much rather be too hot. Uh, I am Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Danielle Brooks. I was going to say I'm too hot, but you know, I'm not. Three minutes before the NPR news break, leading you right in with Danielle Brooks and John Batiste. Blessings on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give you half of this and half of Danielle Howell's Tie Up the Moon from the catalog record. A nice 20-year jump back in time. Gotta
9: remember, uh, gotta remember, count one, two, three, I'm still on my feet, count four, five, six, no I can't again at the end of the day, while there's blood flowing through my veins, I've died. Blessings, blessings,
0: blessings, blessings, blessings to come when I Tying up the Danielle section of the set lip up with a nice little bow. This is Tie Up the Moon from Danielle Howell's catalog record of 1999.
9: That I may notice Sitting
0: in this Nameless With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Riverhead's Downtown Revitalization Initiative Local Planning Committee voted yesterday to recommend 10 projects for funding through the $10 million downtown revitalization grant awarded to the town in January. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the bulk of the funding recommended by the committee would go to projects at and around the town's two major downtown revitalization projects, the new town square on East Main Street and a transit-oriented development project near the Riverhead Railroad Station. The committee's recommendation totaled just over $13.4 million. Of that amount, almost $7.2 million would be granted to town-sponsored proposals, and $2.75 million would go to the town's designated master developer for the transit-oriented development area committee was tasked with developing a list of $12 million to $15 million in funding recommendations, though the state will only award $9.7 million in grant funds with the remaining $3, uh, $300,000 of the $10 million grant covering planning expenses. The state's DRI consultants, Perkins Eastman, will prepare Riverhead's strategic investment plan plan will be presented to the State Department of State, the agency that administers the DRI program for review and due diligence, according to Jeanette Roush, the Department of State Revitalization Specialist for New York City and Long Island. The final strategic investment plan will then be sent to the final decision maker, most likely the governor, to decide which projects will be funded. The state will enter into contracts with project sponsors to receive the funding after the final decision is made. Also in Riverhead, a 16-year-old boy is in possession of a, a oh, excuse me, a 16-year-old boy in possession of a 9-millimeter handgun is facing a felony firearm charge after being arrested by Riverhead police Sunday afternoon. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that police state that officers responding to a commercial burglary alarm at 185 Old Country Road at about uh, 4.38 p.m. on Sunday located four people at the rear of the building. One of the subjects was acting in a suspicious manner and was not compliant with the officer. According to a press release, after further investigation, he was found to be in possession of a 9mm handgun. The juvenile was taken into custody and transported to Riverhead Police Headquarters for arrest processing, charged with one count of criminal possession of a firearm, a Class E felony. Police said he was released to a parent with a future court date. A further investigation into the commercial burglar alarm showed that the building was not broken into, according to police. Meanwhile, on the North Fork, a Greenport man who allegedly sold cocaine mixed with fentanyl to two men who died of an overdose last year has been indicted in federal court. His attorney confirmed Levon Creighton is now facing a mandatory 20 years in prison if convicted, according to criminal defense attorney Lane Bubka of Riverhead. Grant Parpen in the Suffolk Times reports that while the contents of the indictment have not been made public, a spokesperson... For the Suffolk County DA's office, confirmed Creighton is now facing federal charges. As a result, the state's case against him has been dismissed, according to Bubka. News of the federal indictment comes just shy of four months after Creighton had a manslaughter charge against him dropped in state court. In his March decision to dismiss the top charge against Creighton, Suffolk County Supreme Court Judge John Collins said the people did not present Legally sufficient evidence to demonstrate whether defendants were aware of and consciously disregarded a substantial and justifiable risk that death would result from his alleged actions of selling cocaine mixed with fluorofentanyl to decedents, and that the risk constituted a gross deviation from the standard of conduct that a reasonable person would observe in the situation. Former Suffolk County D.A. Timothy Seney had linked Creighton directly to the death of Swainson Brown, the former chef at the Pridwin uh, Hotel on Shelter Island and Matthew Lapiana of East Marion. Creighton was still facing 14 other charges in connection with the sale of the drugs to the two men, who were among six local residents who overdosed in a one-week period in August 2021. But the top charges pending against him featured a minimum 10 years in prison. Under federal law, sellers and suppliers of drugs that cause death or serious bodily injury face a 20-year mandatory minimum sentence. Staying on the North Fork to read the weather in South Hold, in honor of our next guest, the one and only Dan Weldon, featured in an exhibition alongside Mo Callie's John Ceno Fables and Tomes, which just, which just opened at Alex Verone Gallery. Looking like a sunny Tuesday with a high near 88 degrees. Stay hydrated, my friends. West wind around 14 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees. Southwest wind 5 to 8 miles per hour. Right now it's 80 degrees, keeping the tunes flowing uh, with Danny California Red Hot Chili Peppers on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. As we switch over to Daniel, Elton John, and Daniel Amos on deck. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Chili Peppers on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, Danny California, and now for something completely different. Uh, By the way, looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday at Jamesport Farm Brewery for the Colored Colors uh, Market. I'll be there supporting my sister Danielle and her art partner Erin for uh, at Soldad What Sold Art S O L E D dot Art. I think. Uh, Speaking of Danielle, this next track is the song she was named after. "Daniel" from Sir Elton John's 1973 record, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, found on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 if you're in central or western Suffolk County, or corresponding sections of Connecticut. Of course, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIWFM.org. See Music you love and music you've never heard before, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, all because of you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM.
6: I saw the last We're
0: File that one under Christian Rock. That's from Daniel Amos' Dig Here Said the Angel record of 2013. We've got Daniel Merriweather from the Love and War record Red right now. And very soon, I'll be playing Sandra Lurch's Dan in Real Life, the title track from that uh, motion picture soundtrack, as we welcome Dan Weldon into the WLIWFM studio for the Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center. Uh, File that one under Tasty uh, Treats. You can see at Alex Verone Gallery right now. Uh, Dan will be speaking about he and John Sino's Fables and Tomes exhibition right now. At Alex Verone, I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Daniel Merriweather. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
7: And I'm all right, standing in the streetlights here. Is this meant for me? My time on the outside is all. we don't know how you spend spending all of your days knowing that love isn't here you see the pictures but you don't know their names because love isn't here Took something perfect and painted it red. No sympathy when shouting out is all you know. Behind your lies, I can see the secrets you don't show. But we don't know. But you don't know them Perfect and painted it Daniel
0: Merriweather on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East End, featuring music from all decades and genres and all uh, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight, Long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Uh, just uh, a, a little bit of, I don't know, an affirmation. Ah, that's the word. One of my favorite affirmations, because uh, Daniel was saying, um, I can't do it by myself. One of my favorite affirmations as of late are, is the one, you can do hard things. And you can. You can't be somebody else, but you can sure try. I wouldn't. As, uh, what As is that? Is that an Oscar Wilde quote that says, be yourself, everyone else is taken? A nice little note. Um, if you're looking for a cool film to check out, I think this is... Uh, Uh, one I've seen before, Midnight in Paris. Is this the one where um, uh, it's not Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson looks like an Owen Wilson, and Owen Wilson looks like Luke Wilson. All right, now I'm all confused. It's the blonde one. I think this is the the film where uh, when he walks at midnight in Paris, uh, he ends up, uh, you know, in times past, and he gets to visit all of the writers and artists that he admires. And the point of the film is you have this nostalgia for for a time before when, quote unquote, things were simpler and, and better. And then uh, you go to find out that every age, every time has its own issues, has its own problems. And uh, the best thing to do is just make the best of where and when you are. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Daniel May. This is I Love Penny Sue from the Midnight in Paris uh, soundtrack. Uh, we may be playing Sandra Lurch's Dan in Real Life, the title track of that soundtrack, in just a few moments um, when Dan Weldon will be in the house for the Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Art Center. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Daniel May. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome And you're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. Oh my gosh, I'm fangirling. I see Dan Walden approaching the WLIWFM studio. Cue Sandra Lurch. This is Dan in real life on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Oh, my gosh. Dan in real life. And yes, we have Dan Weldon in real life right here in the WLIWFM studio. Such an honor to have you here. You went to the wrong studio. You went to the our old PPB studio, Dan. Yeah,
10: yeah that's what happens when you're uh, used to seeing certain things visually. In certain, pl- yeah, and in certain places. And all of a sudden amazed with this new place. This is so wonderful.
0: Thoughts? What do you, what do you think of our new oh decks here?
10: You have passive solar coming in.
0: Oh, do we?
10: Yes, wait till the wintertime. Oh. You'll be nice and cozy in here.
0: Yeah, I know. And I, I, I kind of pumped up the the temperature in here. I apologize for sweating you oh, out, no, Dan. Not, no,
10: it's fine. It's cooler than outside.
0: So I'm looking for a track for you. While I do, the last time we had you on, we were talking solar plates. Uh-huh. You were doing the exhibition at the Southampton Arts Center. Right. You taught that workshop. Can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, your thoughts of uh, of how people did because I went and it was it was fantastic
10: that was a a long time ago i know <laughs> was it it yeah it was it was this, a wonderful this event this the last people two came years from all was over like... the world oh they did yeah it was really really a very in- incredible event but let's talk about now because now is so much more important because of this new exhibition with John Cino at uh, with Alex Ferrone at the Alex Ferrone Gallery. At the so,
0: Alex Ferrone Gallery in, in South Hole. Oh, in, in Kutchog, which is within South Hole Town. Okay. So I, I saved myself there. Oh my gosh, Dan. It Maybe that's Alex. Because she was texting me saying, uh, Dan needs your address.
10: Yeah. Well, we got here. So we
0: did. We're here. We're behind here. Behind an 18 wheeler. So,
10: uh really? Yeah. You
0: be careful around those guys. Yeah. They're 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 treacherous. Um, so let's talk about fables and tomes. Which, by the way, what a cool theme to work with. Uh, what what fables? What books? What stories? Um, did you? Well, I work can only with?
10: tell you about my end of the. Uh, I think John would be much much. Uh, you know, he's the perfect person to tell you about his tomes, whereas uh, my fables are. Really, uh, it was really a concept that developed after I started doing the work. And the work involved a find, a discovery, which was uh, in Hampton Bays. Years ago, I was in an old estate that was dilapidated in on Main Street, and they asked me to kind of look things over if there's anything worthwhile. I found some very nice things for the owners, including uh, a Rembrandt etching, actually. Stop and, uh, it. So... Um, you know, in all this waterlogged uh, stuff with, um, and, and they said, well, you can have anything you want here because uh, it was, and I found a pile of old zinc plates, which were actually brand new, but they were sitting there for 50 years and they were dilapidated and corroded and all oxidized. And I, I, un, I took a pry bar and opened them up and uh, they were sort of like face to face with brown paper in between. And that corrosion, I looked at it and I said, gee, this is interesting. This yeah. surface is really a texture. And I said, gee, I wonder if I could print it. And my assistant Andrea and I, we cleaned them up a little bit and cleaned up a lot. And we printed them. And they were big. They were 36 inches and uh, very big things and took a lot of work. And we cleaned them up and inked them up. And voila, we had 22 impressions, 11 sets so they were all opposites of each other because they were like mirror images. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. So they, um, I said, gee, look at these. They're wonderful. And so I decided to think, what's opposite of each other? So Aesop's fables, Stop. the stories of the Greek slave, he was always telling moralistic stories to children about the grasshopper and the ant. Right. The Aesop's my and favorite. The they were yeah. opposites. So I gave them names. Uh, that corresponded to Aesop's uh, t- uh, fables.
0: That is fantastic. But I absolutely do, you, but love Aesop. They don't look Aesop. like
10: rabbits or turkle, uh, turtles or anything like that. You know, they just have, they have their own abstract quality.
0: You know, uh, the grasshopper and the ant. I think there's an there's an old. I think it's a Disney cartoon.
10: Yeah, Disney. That, yeah, Disney. That right. I
0: remember watching. Yeah. When I was little, and I found it most recently, and showed it to my daughter. And uh, you know he's playing yeah. playing the violin. That's a great one.
10: Yeah, that's a great. I could sing that song if you wanted to. But uh, wait, <laughs> oh, oh the world owes us a living. Oh the
0: world owes us a. the point of that is to be industrious, right, through throughout the year like and be the, yeah, be you know. be um, uh, uh, prolific, as it were, exactly. as you are. Can you talk? I know we're we're talking about uh, fables and tomes right now at the Alex Verone Gallery. But I'm curious, uh, this black hole of, of a two-year span that we just went through, uh, what what were you working on uh, during that time?
10: I can't begin to tell you how appreciative I am of COVID uh, because it gave me alone time. It gave me time to paint. Right. And I did a series of paintings that I, I'm just so, feeling so good about. I, I just had a book come out on it. And uh, so it's, I've been so excited. I'm also doing something, and I probably am a little bit um, influenced by working with a few sculptors, including John Sino uh, in this exhibition and my friend Greg Korn and two other exhibitions. And I'm going to be doing a piece of sculpture that's gonna be about 10 feet tall, made out of mountain laurel. And it's gonna be Whoa. at the, uh, it, it's um, a very big event. That's gonna be August 20th in Bellport, and it's sponsored by the Center of Environmental Education and Discovery in Belport, And that's going to be August 20th. And I'm going to install this 10-foot piece there, uh-huh. along with uh, 14 other artists uh, doing their sculpture. So I'm very excited about doing because I haven't finished it yet. But I'm using all mountain laurel from my property, which has been dying. And I'm just resurrecting this beautiful, beautiful wood because it's kind of twisty and it's going to be so perfect
0: be, for, for for sculpture. It'll
10: be yes, it's it's going to go up and uh, into the shape of a y, the letter y. And the reason for that is because the theme is why and then you could take the question why and say why why anything. Right. Cuz it's a big question.
0: Oh my god. I'm sitting here in the WLIWFM studio and I want to p- apologize to you Dan cuz I'm sitting here with my mouth hung open because everything <laughs> you say is so interesting to me. I, I, I don't even know which way to turn. How about this? Why are the, the, the mountain laurels dying? Why the what? Why are the trees dying?
10: I don't know. I wish I could figure that out because they've been, uh, these are ancient trees that have been on around for a long time. And I st- started noticing the, how the leaves started getting these little pit things. And then all of a sudden, uh, last three years, they started dying, and I wish I could find out Ooh. more about Here, let that. me help
0: you with that. Pass me your phone. I'll, I'll help you.
10: Yeah. Oh, good. Thank well, you.
0: So there's this little button on the side, just so yeah. you know for okay, future. Good. You just slide it down. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll slide it back up. Everybody once we're done. knows
10: that we're doing a radio so thing. Listen- so to- listen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Dan, I hear you on the radio. So, uh, perfect for the Y event. One of the questions: Why, why exactly. are the trees yeah, dying? Yeah. Uh, so cool! So excited! So excited! I'm gonna have John on in the future to talk a little bit more about Cali as well. Uh, since you were gonna be in the studio this morning, and I bet I bet you didn't weren't gonna have headphones. I thought if we have d- uh, John call in, and then have you in, it w- it would be a little awkward, uh, because you wouldn't be able to hear what John was saying.
10: Okay.
0: Um. But I am just so, so excited to check out Aesop's fables. So, which ones did you choose? I, I imagine you, took, you chose oh, The Grasshopper and, grass and the Ant. The
10: Grasshopper and the Ant and the Old Woman and the, the Bottle and uh, all, all kind. I, I can't remember which ones are in Alex Rome's. I don't show know that
0: one. I don't know The Old Woman and the Bottle.
10: I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. I took, I'll look it up. I took the titles and I saw, said, oh, they just sound good. Because when you have 22 works and you have to come up with titles, uh, I just said, "Okay, which is, you know, there are no bottles, there are no old women in the work because they're all abstract. Right. So they're sort of arbitrarily chosen, and um, and then what these are right now are the ones at Alex's uh, gallery. These are all color versions, here, full Technicolor, and they have um, they're so from the black and white. Impression that I originally made. I took gouache and watercolor and crayon and and put color into them. And uh, Alex did a beautiful job hanging it. She so always I hear.
0: does. She always does her every t- every exhibition. No matter what the matchup is, it's just a beautiful. The, the The rooms always flow, and I like the the movement of her gallery. Like you have that first room, which you can't see all of the works. At one place
10: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like a little bit of a discovery
10: that's and, exactly right
0: and then the second room and the third room you have uh, more more space for bigger works mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a it's such a cool there's there's movement just visiting the gallery as well as uh, with the works um so it looks like uh, let's see I'm not sure what this says
10: will you be able to come over to the open oh yourself? yeah wait, wait
0: When when is when it's is on the Saturday
10: Okay. This Saturday, I will. And I think it's from five to seven. The reception is in the courtyard. I and will I'll also have my book there.
0: Okay, and so I would love to have you back to talk about your book. Can you oh, mention sure. the title and and it, just talk a little bit more about that?
10: If I can remember the title, it's called "Lasting Impressions."
0: Oh, I see what you and did it there. it
10: actually corresponds to the documentary film that was just that's just being completed now
0: about your solar mm. plates. About moi. About moi. Well, there is really no more interesting a subject. It's yeah. going to be a big weekend for art for this one. So I've got your opening on Saturday, and, and then my sister is coming out on Sunday to do an art uh, market at the Jamesport Farm Brewery. Oh. very excited about that as well. All right. So the old woman in the wine jar. I, I just want to. Me. I want to read this for folks that might be interested. All right, so it's the old woman comes across an empty wine jar, and she she appreciatively sniffs the lingering smell, and says, "Oh, sweet spirits! I do declare, how excellent you must uh, once have been to leave behind such fine remains." It's actually a, a Phaedrus uh, fable, and she's playing on the comic stereotype of the drunken old woman, which I did not know was a stereotype, but it was once a stock figure in both Greek and Roman comedy. Um, I don't know. Okay, it says in Fables of Aesop, the commentary takes it to to mean the effect of education. I don't know. I'm not getting a a sweet uh, summary of it, but I do see George Flyer Townsend gives it the moral. The memory of a good deed lives. All right, so they say uh, no good deed goes unpunished. But it lives on.
10: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that is true. Uh, I, like
10: the, I like the ox and the frog.
0: Which, tell me that one, because I don't know that one. I know that, that
10: one. one. That's about a, a, a young ox looking at his father. And he says, what's, I'm sorry, a young frog looking at an, at, at, a, at an ox. And he says, what's that over there? And the father says, that's an ox. And he says, well, that's, he's pretty big. And he says, oh, that's nothing. I'm pretty big, too. And he says, oh, just look at me, you know. And he says, well, that ox is bigger. And he keeps on saying, well, watch this. And he blows himself up. And he says, look at me now. And he says, oh, that ox is still bigger. And he keeps on going. And finally, finally, the ox blows himself all the way up, you know. And, of course, uh, the moral of the story is be happy with, with what who you, you are. are. Yeah. Don't try to change. I was just I was just yeah. saying, you know,
0: before, before I played um, Dan in Real Life, I played a track from... The movie Midnight in Paris, where the gentleman, he, every night he, wa- he, he always yearns for the, for the old days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, when, when the, the classic artists lived and writers and every midnight in Paris, he goes to someplace and he's able to access another dimension and go back in time. And the moral of that story is be, be grateful with who, what and when you are, because the the whole moral was that, well, you know, if you go back in time, it, think about the rights of women, for example, exactly, or, or 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 people of different color, you know, if you and you go back further than that, every age has its own trials, tribulations, mm-hmm. issues, and, and benefits. So um, yeah, Midnight in Paris, guys. Also check Those out. Those
10: are very words. Wise words, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you know, Dan, I'm just so grateful that you that you came in. I know we're probably busting. yeah, we we blew past the ten minute mark on the interviews, but I don't mind. Um, I will I will uh, shut it down. We'll play some music. Daniel Johnston uh, live at Albert Studios. True Love will find you in the end. Another uh, more uh, wise words. If you'd like to meet the one and only Dan Weldon this Saturday at Alex Alex Verone Gallery uh, for the Fables and Tomes reception, you can pick up a copy of Lasting Impressions and say hello to Dan. Check out some beautiful artwork. Before I let you go, Dan, what haven't we talked about that you want to make sure
10: people know? Uh, we... You know, there's so much to talk about. I couldn't I begin. know. <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> will you will you come back? We'll do this again.
10: We have so much to talk about next oh time, gosh. yes.
0: We'll play, we'll play wait, is it Xerxes from uh the Deftones?
10: It's Xerxes, it's called The Largo of Love. Oh my gosh. And right, it's about the Shade it. of a Tree. Oh. And it's sung by a contra tenor.
9: Largo of Love. And it's about three love.
10: minutes and eleven seconds long. And we're hoping to play this Shade of a Tree at that Seed in Bellport because that's going to be a—it's a a non-for-profit, along with Inspiration Plus, a non-for-profit, and that's going to be an event that deals with science, art, nature, and lots of people will be coming, I think, and we hope.
0: All right, so I found it. It's six minutes, but um, you got the long version. We've got yeah, we've got time, and this is—it's a Honda uh track handle yeah mm-hmm. and uh this is from the trans uh tans- oh excuse me words Tasmanian symphony uh, Tasmanian symphony orchestra and Nicolette Freyon okay which is how i think you it's say not, it not by the center.
10: that's french. okay french it to be beautiful anyway anyway you, you listen to this song so this will be a new version for me
0: you know what i think we'll just lead you into the NPR news break with that actually we've got Daniel Johnston on deck um, we'll we'll scrap Daniel Caesar's Death and Taxes, Declan McKenna's Daniel You're Still a Child, Daniel Lee's Rebel, and Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. It doesn't matter what we do. It does. Good deeds live on. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Dan Walden. This is the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra and Nicolette Freyon. and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the Tasty Tuesday uh, segment, underwritten by Southampton Arts Center on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.